help? What can you do? Tempt his tummy. Tempt your tummy? Ooh, with the taste of nuts and honey? Honey Nut Cheerios combines golden honey with crunching nuts. Part of this complete breakfast. Ryan! He loves them. He's going home! The bigger they are, the harder they fall. Our Honey Nut Cheerios. And here we go. Gentlemen, we are tonight's entertainment. I told you already, I'm gonna kill you. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. That's not how the force works. Very small man can cast a very large shadow. This <laughs> does put a smile on my face. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. Impressive. Most impressive. You are on the Sith list. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 148 of The Sith List. I'm your host, Araj Dolachahi, and my co-pilots for this evening's adventure into podcasting. The young, the restless, the bearded one. Mr. Carlos. Buarguayo. The man we call Crunch Crunch. The man who saw the movie Godzilla. Mr. Lesses. King of the Monsters. The man we call El Hombre. The man who smells of peanut butter. I don't know. I got nothing. Mr. Eric. <laughs> I, know I, said I don't peanut. even want to talk to you now. <laughs> Not after all that. <laughs> I don't know why I came up with peanut butter. That's the worst thing ever, honestly. I mean, not peanut butter. Peanut butter freaking rules, but Are you, smooth or crunchy. Yeah, I was going to ask you. <laughs> it depends on what it's in. No, 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 no. What, what, you're at the store. You can only have one. You grab smooth or crunchy. Uh, oh, I grab smooth. Oh, you fucked up. Oh, you're I'm done. Well, no, yeah. you grab smooth, dude. What the fuck? You grab crunchy no, all I, fucking day. I, I I'll go, take. I go I'm crunchy. I'll take whole correct. peanuts if I could gonna, in my peanut butter. I'm oh, whole penis? Why. What'd you say? And peanuts. Oh, my bad. My so, Struthers is trying to talk. Guys, go ahead. Go ahead. He's wrong. So you his, his opinion is disregarded. Yeah. Here's yeah. the deal. You, you can always. You can change the consistency of peanut butter from smooth once you're home, should you desire so. But you cannot go back if ah, you start crunchy. If you want right. to have, like, just say, for example, peanut butter and oatmeal balls, then you want crunchy peanut butter, right? But if you want to have it on, let's say, a cracker, smooth <laughs> is better. No, absolutely Or on not. a banana. No, all day, every uh, day, for every situation, crunchy. Why, why would I want... Bits of peanut in my teeth because it's just more of the peanut in the peanut butter. You know what's really interesting that Boo gets m- the most passionate about food. You Fuck notice, yeah. notice on this podcast, love that I do shit. too. But he's crazy. You'll <laughs> be crazy. interested to know that if you have by weight peanut butter, crunchy or smooth, it has the same amount of peanuts in it by weight. <laughs> because it's made of peanuts. Yeah, but I get more crunch. 
Put some. You cr- want some crunch, crunch? Yes, <laughs> damn right. No, you don't. Yeah. Say Here's, that <laughs> somebody as young as yourself being so close-minded just really is troubling. To me. <laughs> You're gonna miss out on a lot in life with this sort of attitude. <laughs> just, just because I, I, I'm adamant about my, uh, my burgers and my peanut butter. That, that, well, and who knows what else. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens? I screw up on the intro, and we'd have a whole discussion on peanut butter for yes, ten minutes. Yes, we do. Damn it! How's everybody doing? Eric, how you doing? <laughs> I'm great, man. I am fantastic and awesome. Everything coming up? Oh, everything's coming up, Strathers. Dude, check this out. So yesterday, my little daughter, she turned seven, and she got to go to the JoJo Siwa concert with her mm. mom and her one of her little girlfriends from school and her girl little girlfriend's hot mom. And uh, I mean her mom. <laughs> and hold on, they let's just spit. Time. Hold on, time out, time out, time out. Let's just spit up all the water that he was drinking. This podcast has started off very smoothly. Oh, oh my god, just as smooth as a peanut butter. Oh, oh, it's as bumpy as crunchy. Did you my just wife say such, her? My wife is her hot mom. Yeah. Oh um, god. Okay, continue. My wife is such a good sport about that too, man. Because she started teasing me about me having a crush on on oh. Kristen. And so she sends me a picture of my daughter and her friend and her friend's mom. And I cropped it to where it was just the friend's mom and sent it back to her. <laughs> That's amazing. That's, That's amazing. <sighs> so, yeah. So Henry and I, man, we got to hang out at home. And so we call that man time when it's yeah. just the two of us. Very and we cool. built some Legos and we're doing nice. some stuff. And I got our hamster, Ron Swanson, out and put him in his hamster ball. And he was running around the house. I didn't close the gate on the hamster oh. cage. Because he's not in it, right? He's oh, in his okay. ball. Got Dude, it. Taylor Swift, Stella's little cat, climbs in there. Oh, shit. Okay, get out of the cage. <laughs> <laughs> and she's got this look of like, yep, I did this wrong. I posted a picture of it on Facebook. It's pretty great. Man. Straight Garfield move right there. Yeah. Straight Garfield move. <laughs> That's red. Was she going in there to find the hamster to chow down on it or what? Oh, dude, she just she's a kitten, man. It's like, oh, there's okay. something that's open and it smells yeah. like an animal's been in there. I'll go check it out. That's awesome. To look around. That's very cool, man. Speaking of Legos, I was at my in-laws house yesterday and they were talking to me about how they're trying to clean the house and everything. They went through Boo's room and they got a bag of Legos and your, your mom was about to throw them away and she called you. <laughs> No, she didn't call oh, me. Oh, she didn't call you? She didn't call me. Where the fuck are my Legos, damn it? <laughs> no, I no, just no. saw her today. No, 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 Where no, no, are my Legos? They're there. They're there. Okay. Because right. she said she talked to you and you said over your dead body or something. Maybe that was a long time ago. Yeah. She yeah. remembered it. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. Yeah. They're still intact. Okay. Not intact, but you know, in pieces. Not in the trash. That's all Not in the matters. trash. Okay. Absolutely. You're, uh, you have your Legos. How are you doing, boo? Everything I'm, good? I'm, well, I'm, I'm a little distressed now. No, no. But... You, they're there. Okay. I, I saw them. Okay. All right. Yeah. No, but yeah, besides that, I'm good. Got back from Denver. So. Yeah. Denver. We had a little trip to Denver, Colorado. And uh, we went for a graduation. So congratulations, Stephanie Gruner Medina, on graduating college. Less crunch crunches, more. How are you doing? Everything's smooth. Ooh, everything oh, is smooth. All right. I haven't seen Less laugh like that in a long time, Eric. Well done. That was ah, thanks, man. <laughs> well <Nailed> done. <laughs> <laughs> we are proud members of the Making Star Wars Podcast Network. Tune into podcasts like now this podcasting, Blue Harvest, Steel Wars, Rogue One, Podcast 2187, First Order Transmissions, The Cargo Hold, Kessel Run Radio, Fingered by Randy and Jason, and Tatooine Sons. And now we are welcoming another podcast to the family, Around the Galaxy, a Star Wars fan podcast. So check them out as well. The info is all on msw.net, make your Star Wars on net, and you can listen to all those great podcasts. And welcome 
around the galaxy, man. We were really, really happy for you. And yeah, this podcast has got, been great because Les is just doing pirouettes with his pen for some odd reason. He likes to just throw them up and drop them while we were recording a podcast. Yes. But um, doing yeah. Doing that because I'm smooth. <laughs> Social media. Find us, thesithlist.net. Email us, thesithlist at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter. We'll talk about that later at the end. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Hit us up on all those social media platforms. We really appreciate it. Leave some iTunes reviews. Pretty please because we need those because they're very important. All right. Now that that is all done, let's just finish the podcast because it's not going to get any better. Wrap it up. (laughs) Wrap it up. Let's talk a little uh, box office. WB. (laughs) WB. Shut your mouth. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Oh, right. loud, man. You shut the fuck up. Fuck because remember guys. when they had the WB channel? WB. Dave Chappelle made a joke, which is actually kind of true. It, it is the fall of black television. WB was. At some point, black television, and this is actually, uh, you could actually um, see this. There's a, a podcast called The Nod, and they talked about how at one point in the early 90s to the mid 90s, there were black shows all over TV with the Cosby. Oh, absolutely. Living Ma- single. Martin. 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 Different world. Different world. You had all of it. Family Matters. There was, you know, it was an integral part of TV. And at some point, they all ended up on the WB, which got merged into UPN. Yep. And that's, next thing you know. That's what I thought. I thought UPN WB was, becomes was a CW, and basically all the black TV shows got dropped. But Dave Chappelle made a joke about how, why are all the black TV shows on the WV? And then he said, Fuck that fraud. They don't be doing that on white networks as soon as the black network. And the number WB. I like chicken. <laughs> the most racist shit ever. And they get the frog to act like he's a, like a black person. Yes, it seems it's all, like it's a, the most racist yeah, shit ever. So horrible, but nobody really thought of that. I never. No one thought when I was of watching, that. I just loved the song. What the W and And everyone at work would be like, "Wait, we saw that Dave Chappelle. Is that what? Is that true?" And I'm like, "Yeah, all the channels, all the black shows uh, ended up on that channel. So yeah, because everything from Moesha to oh Moesha, the Wayans Brothers channel like show was on that was on oh, yeah. the WB, and they were killing it. And it, well, and then they just started getting. Yeah. Phased out. It's right. like slowly phased out for One Tree Hill and Gilmore Girls. <laughs> That's so yeah, true. Supernatural. Right? Well, Supernatural's been on for like yeah. 20 years. Yeah, you're right. Oh. Yeah, no, the, the only way I knew WV was because it was uh, the, the cartoon channel. They had, you know, mm-hmm. they had, you know, was it Batman and they had uh, Superman. They had yeah, the, they had the, the good When good you stuff. came home, they had the cartoons on. I'm like, right. fuck yeah, here we go. That's yeah, and true. then it went into the PJs with Eddie Murphy. Oh, the PJs, oh, the yeah. PJs. Oh, my gosh. I forgot about that, that show. That was a great show. Yeah, that was good. Wow. That show was trippy. It was good. I like this podcast so far. We're just talking about random shit. So it's going <laughs> to be like this all night. Yeah. Well, let's get back on track just for a second. Warner Brothers, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, is the king of the weekend box office, though doing so at the lower end studio expectations. So it didn't make as much as they thought. But nonetheless, it kicked ass and made $47 million over the weekend. And Rocketman also did pretty well, made $25 million, which wasn't expected. Right. Aladdin made $42 million for the second week, which also was really good. So pretty good weekend for everybody. Aladdin's reached over $400 million worldwide. My cousins all thank you. Huh. Huh. Let's just bring all the racism out right now. Yeah, Let's just bring it full out. Circle. Yeah. Full circle. Is that racism or is it just Real that my cousins are in Aladdin? Is that what you thought? Rape, representation, right? Preposition, yes. Thank you. you. Now, speaking of <laughs> speaking of Godzilla, there's uh, it is there's one person that's seen it, 
and that would be Mr. Crunch Crunch. Yes, I did. Can you give us a quick review of Godzilla? Yes. King of the Monsters. It's all about the monsters. Humans shouldn't have even been in the damn thing. Okay, great. Star Wars. Let's get into (laughs) it. Go ahead. Uh, It was epic. It was amazing. Um, In all honesty, I really think they could have done without the human element. Just had some monsters smashing around. Well, there's points where you go, they're all fucking dead. These people are dead. What are they doing here? Spoiler alert. Like, no, it, when the the, the amount been, of yeah. destruction and radiation that is pulsing through, it, 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 if it's positing that all of these monsters are powered by nuclear energy. Spoiler. Like. Electric dick. It, if it's out. like Lightning. gamma energy and nuclear energy and they are basically walking nukes. Walking Do we already weapons. know this, or is this a spoiler? No, no, this is this is talked about in the first one. Okay, the monsters in the first and, we'll, one. and we all know that Godzilla reason, was from the test. The reason I'm saying this is we have an email specifically about spoilers and how spoilers kind of people are fucked up about them. So it's funny oh, that we're doing. This. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Well, anyways, if that's the case, the humans in the whole thing should be completely obliterated or dead within five years, and not in the next movie that is coming out whatsoever. They should all be just dead, but. Other than that, it was great. Uh, watching um, Godzilla, yeah, it was actually a really, really good movie. Um, if you're into the monster movies and into the whole kaiju culture, this thing is an homage, and it just pays tribute, and it is exactly what it is. There is no, it's not trying to be anything else but a monster movie. They are the stars of this movie. Did they play Monster Mash at all? No. Damn it. But they play the original Godzilla Oh shit! Really? Yes, oh fuck! That's the awesome. Theme, his original music. Wow, that's pretty cool. Oh they my god! When you said that, I thought of the Blue Oyster Cult. <laughs> Don't fear the reaper. Come on, baby. <laughs> Are we going to do this with no. our own without any out, instruments? Dude. I'll let this out. You this should actually keep it so far. So far, the podcast is three minutes long. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's just the intro. That is literally it's all. Welcome, 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 welcome. Oh, shit. Back to Godzilla. Are you saying to our people that they should go see it and they should be very pumped up for this next Godzilla King Kong shenanigans? Yes and yes, for sure. Okay. They should, they should so you it. give it the Sith list seal of approval. Yes, I do. It's not a full Sith list seal of approval, but it's not really. It's one fourth of it's the a, pie. Corner of the of the seal, yeah. Corner of the seal. Great, man. I, I'm gonna go check it out. I want to see it. Me too. It looks there. I mean, this visually looks unbelievable, man. It looks so great. All right, and then the, the other one was what we uh, Rocket Man. I definitely want to see Rocket Man as well. That's getting great reviews, and so I definitely want to check that out. Hearing really good things about Dark Phoenix. Oh um, yeah. Oh yeah. Let's get into I that. Definitely real quick. want to go check that out. It. Looks like a dumpster fire for Dark Phoenix <laughs> because it is being blasted by everybody who has seen it and everybody who is um, reviewing it. It's saying it's the worst piece of shit that it's ever been out. But our dumbasses are going to go see it probably because we got $4 tickets. And we have to go see it. And we have to go see part it. Part of the job. What sucks is uh. <laughs> part of the job. 
Uh, what sucks is the cast is so great. Mm-hmm. It is fantastic. I mean, it's so great. Mm-hmm. So it sucks that it's – it annoys me more that this is going to be bad. But at least we have no expectations going in. No, but and but that's the thing. 12% has to be an awful, awful movie. Y- yeah. How could it be – you know, if somebody gives it one star out of five or even out of four, that's still 20 to 25%. 12% has to be a – Awful writing, awful special effects, all this. So it can't be that bad. I'd I'd at least hope thirty to forty percent. <laughs> I hope fuck it because twelve percent has to be a terribly made, terribly acted, terribly written, terribly visually movie, and I doubt it's all of those. You know, it, you know. Well, let's it, hope so. It, ah, fuck. I, but I, yeah, the, here's the problem. I'm it's thinking. not trolls that are doing this because <sighs> they've already incorporated the. The verified, right? Well, kind of the verified. They're not letting people review unless the movie's the out. Scene, yeah, the, the movie's not out yeah. yet. So yeah. the only reviews that have been out are from critics, Jesus. verified critics for Rotten Tomatoes, and they've given it a twelve percent. Is this is this a plan by Disney to get to get rid of the franchise? No, I, the Disney's going to re- reboot the That's franchise either way. No, 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 but to kill it and say we're going to make it better. Yeah, they can't make it much worse. I check guess. it out. But yeah. I'm going to check it out because yeah. I love everybody that's in it. Yeah, let's see. Let's I just want to see how it all ends. Yeah, exactly. We've we've already divested so much time into mm-hmm, it, right? Yeah. Might as well finish it off. Mm-hmm. All right. Mr. Struthers, can you get us back on track and get us to talking a little bit about Star Wars and all that great stuff? And uh, make sure I we don't sure can, minds. man. Thank you, man. Thank you. So, hey, real quick. Speaking of Rocketman, Bryce Dallas Howard was, spoke with Collider about the Mandalorian and what it was like making that just on an aside, okay? The reason it has to do with Rocketman, she's talking to them about her role in Rocketman. But so speaking about the Mandalorian, she says it was so awesome. I had incredible support from Dave Filoni and John Favreau and the prep process, the shooting, the post-production and all of that was so incredibly collaborative and fun and grounded. It was so cool. So that sounds wow, pretty rad. That's rad. That's really rad. <laughs> She talks about the uh, the technology that they're using, and this is kind of a long, long quote, but it's basically talking about uh, how you're surrounded by LED. Well, here, let me just read this part, okay? She's talking about uh, Favreau and how he just pushed the edge and thinking, hey, maybe we could do it like this, and he wants to see if it's possible, and it turns out that it's not just possible. It's even better than you thought, and she says, um, there was specifically something that we shot in what we called the volume. And basically, you step into it and you can't tell that you are surrounded by LED screens and you feel like you're wherever the story is taking place. It's almost like this is the wrong term to use, especially for this project, but it's almost like a hollow deck. Okay. Yeah. Okay, let's 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 stop right there. So I'm trying to visualize it. So is it like going into like a Star Tours ride where there's you feel like you're immersed in it? So she's not seeing any green screens. Right. Holy crap. Hmm. So it would be like us being in this podcast room right now in this in the studio and then having us in the Millennium Falcon cockpit and everything that we're seeing is the Millennium Falcon cockpit and we're doing the podcast. That's what it sure sounds wow, like. Wow, man. Holy crap. Imagine if Lucas had this for the prequels. Yeah. It, it would have been a game changer. Absolutely. Dude, we would have had way more Jar Jar. 
God. Yeah. <laughs> Jar Jar stepping on that shit would actually look like him stepping, stepping on, on the, the shit. shit yeah. 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 But anyway, that's pretty cool. And uh, thanks to our friends at the SWU, that was a, from an article that our buddy Ben Hart posted. But our buddy I, I gotta, Ben Hart, love that guy. Yeah, yeah, man, he is fantastic. I gotta tell you, I was going through all the art that I got whenever I was in at Celebration. Finally, you know, putting some of it up, some really cool Michael Pasquale stuff, and uh, I saw my Mandalorian poster from the panel and it's like oh my gosh man i'm so stoked for that show i wish it would hurry up oh god i can't wait okay so we all know that disneyland galaxy's edge is out and people are raving about it and the smugglers run people are loving it and it's because it's not like any other ride that you've ever been on and i'm sure you guys have gone through it and you know and you've heard and all that stuff so there was an article at the, on the Orange County Register, which they also did a walkthrough of the entire thing. So if you don't want to get spoiled, don't go into their website and check it out. But I did because there's like 45 different scenarios. And this person, this reporter has a 4K camera and they walk through the entire line and they go through everything and they sit down and you go on the ride and you see everything with them. And it's you don't wear 3D glasses or anything. Which is crazy. It's just you know the pure just sitting down experience and what yeah, they give you. That's what it looked like to me. Yeah, because it would have been blurry on the camera and it wasn't blurry at all. And it looked awesome. So this article said without going into specifics on the story, the pilots fly the ship, avoiding obstacles and getting gunners and engineers in position to do their jobs. There are plenty for everybody to do, especially if the pilots tend to crash into things, making more work for the engineers. So if your pilot sucks, the engineers are gonna be busy the entire time. This level of interaction for a Disney Parks attraction is unparalleled. There's never been an experience that guests have had such control over it, and it really does make you feel like you're inside the Millennium Falcon. At the same time, that's not entirely a good thing. The interaction requires a lot more of the guests than previous attractions. So because it's so interactive, you're not going to be having your eye on the prize. You know what I mean? On the beautifulness of the ride because you're worried about pressing buttons or shooting things down. The person that I saw that was in there he was hitting everything, man. I mean, he was knocking the roof of the Falcon on everything, and it was just a mess. So it's going to be really interesting on this thing, and I'm really excited to go and check this thing out. And I don't know if I want to be a gunner, if I want to be an engineer. I, I just want to like be in the corner by myself and just, just watch, watch mm-hmm. if that's possible. But what would you be, Boo, if you had a chance? you want to be the gunner? No, I want to be the co-pilot. I want to be seat, Chewie's seat. Okay, cool. There, there is one cool thing where you go into hyperspace, you have to – do it together. You have to do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, sexy. Yeah. That's that's what I want. I want yeah. to be in Chewy's seat. I'd rather be a gunner. Yeah. I know. I just, just I'm just worried that I suck at it and I'm gonna yeah. ruin it for people. <laughs> just pray and spray, baby. I know. Pray and Wait, spray. Wait, what? Baby. Say that again. It's called pray and spray. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Eric, what would you be? I'd be the pilot, man. Yeah, I think I would be the pilot too. I don't want to be the gunner. I just want to fly. But I hope it's not like this, like the goofy foot, like you're skateboarding. Like if it's up, is it? Uh, I hope it's up. If it's down, I hope it's down. I hope it's not like. Oh no, it's probably going to be like uh, actual flight. If you press it down, it's going to go up. Yeah, yeah, that throws me it's off. It's going to be time. inverted controls. Now, Eric, you were talking to me about this article for episode nine, and there's a lot, of, not a lot of episode nine news out. There's a picture of Kylo Ren that came out. It was pretty badass. But there is an article about some of the reunions we might see for episode nine. And me and Eric were talking about it. Do you want to guide us through this a little bit? Sure, man. So some of them are 
they seem pretty obvious to me, but the first is Yoda and Obi-Wan. I don't know how, what I think about this. This really all hinges on whether or not you think we'll see force ghosts from other eras. Right. And yeah. while that would be neat, I do think it would, I don't know. If you see those two, then you need to see Anakin. For sure. If you see Obi-Wan, you're going to see Anakin. Because last time we saw Obi-Wan, he was with Anakin and Yoda. Would we need a, a reunion, per se? Because although the last time they spoke, Yoda was still alive, but he was going to die soon, and Obi-Wan was there. Because that's when uh, Luke leaves Dagobah to go to Cloud City. This is the last time they spoke. That's the last time they spoke. So is it is it really a reunion? Per se, I guess so a Force Ghost reunion. Well, for us, I'll oh, take for us. Okay, we'll, okay, we're gonna okay. we're gonna see, hopefully, see these great characters back together. But I, yeah, that I mean, I just want to see you and McGregor, and I think it would have leaked out if he was in the film already. So I don't think we're gonna see it. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I for whatever reason, and I guess you could interpret this one of several ways. But what you tend to do is you want to interpret things that point toward the thing that you want. But his. Right absence in certain things such as the Phantom Menace panel at Celebration and just he's been absolutely absent from that stuff but he said plainly that he would he's totally down to portray Obi-Wan again is is that because they're we don't want to put him in your face because when he comes out on screen we want it to blow your mind or is it that we haven't invited him because we don't want him here and he's not going to be in the movies and shut up yeah, yes, that's yeah. That's a good question. That's a good question. It w- I think it would blow everybody's mind, and I think we're going to get those kind of scenes throughout the second act of the film. I think it's just going to be like punch, 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 and then the big one. And the big one to me would be Anakin. Yeah, that would be a huge deal. So the next is Darth Vader and the Emperor. I would have said not a chance, but that was before we saw the trailer. So with that, maybe I don't think that we'll see a Vader ghost not in the suit. I'm Darth Vader. Right. I don't think so either. I mean, maybe a hologram of something that he did. You know, Anakin was referred to as Darth Vader before he was in the suit in Revenge of the Sith. That wasn't a post being burned up thing. But I don't know, man. It, I, I'm going to have to say no on that. Yeah, I, I concur. Yeah, because yeah, my, my understanding is that Vader is dead. Darth Correct. Vader was defeated, and now he's back to being Anakin Skywalker. Right, exactly. So, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you know, Palpatine is still fucking Palpatine. Yeah, you know, he died a bad guy. And uh, what is it? Anakin went from being you know, Anakin to Vader and back to Anakin and died that way. So that's the way he – plus we've seen him as a Force ghost as Anakin. Right. So I think, I, I think that door is shut, Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I agree with you. We did. Yeah, he was goner. He he came back as Anakin mm-hmm, Skywalker. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So second to last, we have Maz Kanata and Leia. And you know, when you, the trailer for The Force Awakens, you see that Maz hands the saber to Leia. Mm-hmm. But obviously that doesn't happen in the movie. So, you know, they could reuse that. Maybe. Oh, absolutely. And I think they're going to. I think they're going to re- try to reuse everything they had that they didn't use. Kind of sucks that there were some deleted scenes with her that we got to see. Wasn't there some stuff that we got to see deleted scene wise for both films? Yeah, I'd have to go back. Yeah, but yeah, I would. This got to so. be. Do I absolutely think we're going to see that scene somehow, some way in a flashback or Moss talking to her about how she got the lightsaber in the first place? 
Yeah, because I, I think Maz's involvement in a lot of things has been not stated or just kind of pushed to the side, that kind of thing. I think she has done more, she's she's seen more, and she's been around more than we think. Oh, absolutely. Because you know, she knows Leia, she knows Chewie, she knows Han, she knows a lot of people. She knows a ton of people. I, I, I think she's not an information broker, but she keeps her ear to the ground on everything. And there was a big complaint with Ryan Johnson. People had complaints with Ryan Johnson. One of them was that they wasted Mascanada in episode eight. Oh, so do you guys remember the uh, Forces of Destiny cartoons? Did you watch yes, any yes, of those? Yes, yeah, yes, yes absolutely. absolutely. So in uh, Maz and Leia were hanging out in one of those. Mm-hmm. It was the one where they get the, um, uh, however you pronounce the name, the uh, Boosh, the bounty hunter suit that Leia wears at yeah. the beginning of Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Maz helps her get that. Mm-hmm. So they've known each other for a, a good while. Exactly. And that's probably why Leia trusted Maz getting the lightsaber to her. Right. Or vice versa. Oh, man. I wonder if they would play that in reverse oh, where wow. she's handing the lightsaber Ooh. to Maz and says, Very yeah, possible. keep this safe. Yeah, keep this that's safe a, until I the girl th- that's not Luke's daughter comes looking yeah. for it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that. That's probably what they're going to do because Maz ends up with it. That's a story for another time. Haha, <laughs> see what I did there? Okay. Yeah. So the one. last one. The, well, the last one. Should we talk about the last one? Because it's very spoilery, Eric. Um, I know we well, all know it. Yeah, let's just let's not. Yeah, Boo's looking at me like what? So we'll I, we'll I, talk to you afterwards. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I'm pretty sure I know it, but I'm not I'm not hundred percent sure what I, what I do or do not know. Mm-hmm. It's I Wicked. Like, I, I feel and like Steel Snow. Saunders. <laughs> <laughs> wicked and Steel finally re- reunite, and it feels so good. Well, yeah, those are pretty cool, man. I hope some of those come true. You know, I definitely want to see Anakin. Oh, man, imagine if we see Anakin and Luke. But what's going to be weird, guys, is Anakin's going to be really young, and Luke's going to be really old, and that's his pops. Ooh. It's going to be like, it's gonna be yeah. like a Terminator. Yeah, it's going to be trippy. But, I mean, we are talking about a science fiction film that's a fantasy and not true, so anything can happen. Key question. Yes. Key question. Luke has never seen Anakin. Well, yeah, he's Wait. never seen Anakin that we know. No, the young Anakin. No, is he going to recognize his father? Because he's only seen him as Darth Vader and with the mask off. I would imagine he yeah, feels he, him. No, I know, no, no. I, I know he'd feel him. But anybody thought about that? Because yeah, no, if he, he doesn't. He, has, he, he has no, saw. Yes, he saw Hayden Christensen. Yes, Anakin. he did. But he doesn't know who that is. He, he knows it's Anakin. Oh, no, he knows, oh, no, he knows his yeah, he knows dad, dad, but he's dad. never seen his dad. No, he's seen him in Jedi. I know, I know, but it just seemed... Even, even, but, but, Stop. Before Stop they added disregarding him in, that. Stop Before they added that. him in, he's never fucking he's seen, seen his dad. Matter of fact, he's doubly screwed because he's seen two versions of his dad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Technically, he's seen <laughs> he's three like, versions like, of his he's dad. He's like, am I going to look like that? Because that's fucking weird. He's seen the burnt up Vader version. He's seen the old version of the older version. And then he's seen Hayden Christensen. Yeah, he's seen three versions of his pick of which one he wants his father to look like. That's, That's what I'm saying. So, so who is it going to be? It yeah. can't be Vader as bad. So it's going to be young Anakin. But what I'm saying is that yes, he feels recognized. Oh, that's Pops. But he's like, okay, I guess that's Pops today. Now, yeah. are we all going to be really disappointed if Anakin's not in it? I, I'm going to be disappointed. I'll be all right. I think it's going to be a, a missed opportunity. Missed opportunity in different ways. Yes, I think it, it's going to help the story finally come to an ending. But also a shout out to the prequels that get shit on constantly. And a shout out to Hayden Christensen. Mm. I think it would be a great thing and it would be a nice touch. 
I would love for it to be, and I would really love for it to be him appearing to Kylo Ren, oh, being like, man. "Dude, you've got me all wrong." Yeah, don't be become right. me. Don't, don't do what I don't did. do this. You're right. Just like when my dad tells me to stop being a workaholic, don't do what I did, son. <laughs> exactly. Man, I just can't wait. It's got less than 200 days away, so we're almost in the stretch run. Not really, but it feels like it's closer than it is. Yeah. Well, man, think about how fast Celebration got here. Oh, you're right. And this movie will be here before we know it. And speaking of Celebration, I am really wondering what the dates for that are going to be. Because by this time last year, we had already had our passes ordered for Celebration this year. Yeah, that's true. So not even knowing the dates right now that's right makes me think it's probably going to be later in the year than it was this year exactly see see my my general understanding is that they want to give people at least a year 11 months to 12 months of time so with each month that passes that just moves it that that much further so if they announce it in you know in june most likely it'll be the end of june or july then you know if they announce it you know that that next year in 2020 so yeah so struthers is right it just gets Push back further and further and further, which is fine because it's in Anaheim and the weather will be fine anytime. You know what? Maybe Les and I can do some crack, some, what is it, crack journalism? What do they call it? The uh, Big J journalism. Whatever it is. Some crazy uh, undercover journalism and try to talk to the people that we know in City Hall to see if we can get something from them. I'm not going to name you. You are throwing shit out there that we better be able to fucking no no no. i'm saying let's try i'm not we saying we're try going. we, we yeah. have a lot of friends oh, that's right we can we yeah, have a lot of friends can. that i can email that whatever if they have information whatever you guys got to do bribe lie yeah. cheat, no, because steal. what they'll say is if we go wow you know we're, we could actually you're right we could frame our questions like you know we're just trying to figure out what we'll do with we're our trying program. to get our, we're trying to get our kids some yeah. tickets and some of the, some of the ones that have done so well this year we want to give them this opportunity and then but we need to know in advance because they, they travel in the summer. So you're using they travel the, in the holidays. You're using the children. Yes, absolutely. And then if they go, well, hey, what's happening at the convention center on these dates? Blah, 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 blah. I believe the children are our future. But wow, we could actually possibly treat them well and make that, them lead the way. Hey, would that make us the pooper scoopers if we get in on We that? would be the pooper scoopers. Oh. Yeah, we'd be like the very low level minor league Jason Ward. Ooh. But I won't tell Jason this. It'll be our leak. Sorry, Jay. Yeah, Sorry, Jay. You don't get this one. Not this one. Whatever, whatever you guys got to do, you lie, cheat, bribe. Lie, cheat, and steal. Put pressure on. See, see who's cheating on who, who has a mistress, who doesn't. Mm-hmm. Go for it. All right. Let's see if we can get that information to you guys. You heard it here first. All right. Well, thanks, Eric. Yeah, man. Happy to help out. Yeah, like always, even with no Star Wars talk, we have great Star Wars talk. Fantastic. Now, Dude, if you ever want me to start talking about how I'm never going to be able to send my kids to college because I bought more stuff to put on my sale barge, just let me know. <laughs> then we can talk about Star Wars. <laughs> I, I, maybe next week. It's very possible we go to that direction. Well, let's talk some pop culture stuff. And I want to real quick just tell people that if you haven't seen When They See Us on Netflix, please do so. I'm in going on episode four, and it is just riveting. And Ava DuVernay directs this thing. The acting is unbelievable. It's done real well. The music is so fucking good. It's just done very well. And if you don't know what it's about, it's about the Central Park Five. 
arrested in connection with the attack. We're We're flying over a lab list of charges on the side of a road in Central Park. I know you've seen things. Maybe you had to defend yourself. But in the end, you have the same heart. You gotta carry that with you, are you okay? You're a convicted sexual predator. See, that's the law, not the truth. What those people stole from you, you can't buy back. But you don't gotta be what they said you were. What is it like for you in here? I'm surviving. We'll get your life back. Take it back. And how all that horribleness came together and it was garbage. And it makes you want to punch a hole in a wall the first couple episodes. Uh, it will do that to you. And Les we'll, Scott just finished it all. And I haven't yeah, finished those. So we're just not going to. Just the, the conviction that the the people in charge had. Just the, you know, we're going to do this and we're just going to make it happen. And their, whole, and their whole attitude was, you know, who cares? Let's just knock it out. We're yeah. Gonna, let's, who cares? This is awful. These are the ones we have. This is, we're going to make it work and we're going to make it stick and let's just do this. And to show them pulling out all the stops to get the confessions, to get the you know, the coercion and just to get the convictions and knowing at that point, once they did what they did, they could hide behind the law and say, well, Hey, according to the law, they're guilty. Sorry. And it was just, uh, just awful. I, I can't wait to finish it so I can watch the Ken Burns documentary on it too. Yeah. He's supposed to have an amazing documentary on it. So check it out, people. Uh, give it a shot and let us know what you think about that. We have an email from OG Rob. Hey, Sith list. Fantastic job on the last few episodes, although I'm not sure what to make of Boo's transformation. Mm. Do I celebrate the newfound maturity and nuance as evidence by his take by Cersei Lan- on C- by his take on Cersei Lannister's death or mourn the loss of the innocence of his youth? Uh, yeah. I'm leaning toward the former since he's still swearing like a sailor. I know the latter will never totally be gone. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that is very true. Great thanks to you for recognizing the genius of Better Off Dead, one of the best lines from a movie full of great ones. Two brothers, one speaks no English, the other learned how to speak English from watching the wide world of sports. So you tell me which is better, speaking no English at all or speaking Howard Cosell. I love that line. Three of my favorite movies that will never show up on any critics' top 10, top 100, top 100 are the Deborah Foreman triumvirate of Valley Girl, Real Genius, and My Show. Those were, uh, those were epic ones. <laughs> Coincidentally, if it wasn't for Arnold Schwarzenegger, I, wouldn't be, I would not be a Sith List listener. When he was governor of California, he signed the bill for after-school funding, which is how I was able to meet Araj and Les. This also led me to a $1,000 year per year hockey habit. But, hey, been mostly a good time. Later, OG Rob. <laughs> Thanks, OG Rob. That's right. Arnold Schwarzenegger is, true. is the reason that we're friends. That's fantastic. And the Valley Girl, real genius, my chauffeur. Little thing about Valley Girl, I used to go to that mall, which was the Sherman Oaks Galleria, all the time <laughs> because my home and my dad's side of the family lived in the valley. So that movie is so dead on how it was back in the day. So Valley Girl was great. Yeah, that was really good. And I would have to put uh, Fast Times because that was also filmed, I believe, at the Sherman Oaks Gallery, if I'm not mistaken. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Really? Yeah. And I wanted to add a movie to my list that I thought of after we recorded. 
which is never on a on a huge list of any sorts. Never would be. <laughs> yeah, but I I think it deserves it, and it was a great movie. And that's The Outsiders. I absolutely loved The Outsiders. That cast is ridiculous, and that yeah, movie man. was badass. And Francis Ford Coppola directed, and it's it's done so well, and it's never talked about as one of his best films. It's fantastic, man. Have you ever seen The Outsiders? Uh, uh, you probably read the book. I, no, I didn't. No, no, because in school, we had to read the book. Yeah, we had to read. Everybody's had to read the book. Mm. Yeah. Especially in California. S.E. Hutton, I think. S.E. Hinton. Hinton, yeah. Yeah. That's the one with like a young uh, Tom Cruise. A young all of them. Yeah. Everyone. A, a young it, everybody. It's a vampire movie or something, right? No. That's The Lost Boys. God, the Lost Boys. Oh, you're fucking with I'm fucking with you. P.O.S. Stay gold, man. Stay gold. That's right, boo. Stay gold, pony boy. Stay gold, dude. I'm fucking Jeez. with you. You know, That's... I thought of so many movies after I that. I know. And uh, this is one of the rare episodes I actually went and listened to the entire thing after the fact. Oh, nice. Appreciate it. Which, yeah. So you did a great job on it, man. And Thanks, But man. anyway, like one of the movies that hit me right away was War Games. Shall we play a game? Yeah. Oh, dude, that War was... Games. Matthew Broderick. <sighs> yeah. There was didn't, some great stuff, and that should have taught people to be afraid of computers. Didn't that spawn a bunch of other, like, uh, kid? Because what was the other one? Cloak and Dagger? Yep, Cloak and Dagger. That was the, the, that was the a guy, great movie. That was with the guy from E.T. Henry Thomas. Henry yeah. Thomas. And then uh, Daryl was one that I liked. I don't remember Daryl. Uh, Barrett Oliver was a child who was a robot. Oh, he was okay. a government. He was an enhanced government weapon. Oh, shit, I don't remember and that. And he was, like, a 12-year-old boy, and he what? escapes, and yeah. Oh, yeah. Shit. I don't remember and that. He's living with his family, dude. It's really cool. Wow. Do you remember Starman? Yes. Is that that was a great Bridges? one, too. Yeah. There's dude, great there's a great little Easter egg in War Games, and I can't remember where I saw this, but it was in a scene where he comes home and he's being followed by government agents, mm-hmm. and his dad is watching the news. And he's like, oh, hey, Dad, I'm just going to cruise on up to my room. And on the news, you hear the newscaster talk about a prophylactic recycling plant that they're getting ready to open. No. Yes. That, I had never seen that on there. Yep. That is epic. Yep. It's the galactic prophylactic. No, it's from Santa Life. Uh. Recycling plant. That's really cool. <laughs> it's galactic. But speaking of 80s and that feel, the poster for Stranger Things. Things three, season three, yes. it is beautiful. Yes. It encompasses the eighties all right there in front of your face. It's so cool looking. So cool. By the way, the Wonder Woman eighty four poster came some, out. Some art came out. That is yeah. some fucking beautiful. That's that is that's one I want to frame and put that's up. That's a fucking poster. God, that's beautiful. Cool. Yeah, thank you, Rob. We appreciate that, man. It was a nice little trip back into memory lane. Yeah, man. Man. We call it. We, 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 we've known Rob for a very long time. He's one of a yeah, he's right. He's become a good friend. Absolutely. He's OG Rob. We've hung out with for a long time. We're sorry for the $1,000 a year hockey habit that you have formed. But it happens, man. It's keeping you in shape, Rob. Now, this was cool to see. Django Zorro movie in the works. Collider reported earlier this week that Quentin Tarantino has tapped cool. Gerard Carmichael, who is a stand-up comedian, and he had a show that lasted about two weeks, to co-write Jan- uh, yeah. Django's Zorro movie, Based on the crossover comic series of the same name, multiple sources tell Collider, written by Tarantino and released by Dynamite Entertainment and DC Comics. The series served as a sequel to the director's 2012 movie, Django Unchained, starring Jimmy Fox. Here is what the story is all about. Django, have you never loved again? 
The story takes place several years after the events of Django Unchained. Django is still a bounty hunter, and since there's a worn out on his head back east, he has mainly been plying his trade in the western states. After safely settling his wife, Broomhilda, near Chicago, he takes to the road once again, sending her funds whenever he completes a job. It's by sheer chance that he encounters the aged and sophisticated Diego de la Vega, the famed Zorro, and soon finds himself fascinated by his unusual character who can also hold his own in a fight. It's not long before Django becomes Diego's bodyguard and joins him on a mission to free the local indigenous people from slavery. It also remains unclear whether Tarantino would direct the project himself, though he has said in the past that he intends to retire following his 10th film. And as someone who has followed his career closely, I have a hard time believing he'd end it with Django Zorro. This was um, the writer of From the Collider, by the way. But he would most definitely mentor a director to take this film on and put out something pretty cool. I think this sounds badass, man. Yes, it does. And wow. I'm cool with Tarantino writing other things after he's done directing. You know, I'm totally down with that. Yeah, but I – Fullheartedly believe that he's just not going to stop. I think. I think we'll have a lot of him writing. I think we'll have a lot of him being kind of a co-director, executive producer kind of stuff. I think he'll have his his fingers and his uh, you know his input into a lot of things. Yeah. So I absolutely. don't. I don't think. I don't think this will. And be, I, his I, tenth film will not be the. End. I do hope that Star Trek movie comes out as well. I think. I think it'll be very easy for him to do that. Yeah. Uh oh! Is this a music minute? Oh wow! Very nice. Oh, classic. Oh, this is the, this brings back memories of going out pre-gaming. Oh, this is one of the best. Here it comes, here it comes, here it comes. Flashing lights. It's not even this part. It's this right here. Keyboard right here. Right here. Here we go. Oh, old Kanye, where have you gone? All right, what does that song mean to you? What did, what's the first thing that comes to your head? I can tell you mine. I'll tell you mine after you're done. The first thing that I remember is I knew Kanye West. He had his other albums, and then when I heard this from the newest album, I tripped over myself to download it. I was like, "This is it. This is this is Kanye going. Hey guys, I'm much better now. Mm. This is him saying. For me, it was like this album is his." skyrocket instead of you know you take that first step and you're introduced and then the next one is like okay he's really good and this time around boom is this his opus there's so many you know what as crazy as the man is he still has great music. oh no he does he does he's still fantastic crazy as he's been and all the things he's been criticized for at the end of the day he has great music it's still he's his mark is left his legacy is there and he's still making good things He's probably not going to go away for a long time. No, so, no, no, he's not. Yeah. Uh, but his old stuff, man. I mean, there's second to none. Yes. Nobody was doing that shit. No, and then in every song that he put out then, the lyrics were very profound. Oh, yeah. He had he would say things, and you go, oh, my God, I, I relate to that. That's something that my family's done or someone in my family's done. It's Not only that, he he'll, gotten, he'll bust out a lyric about Three's Company. Yes. And he'll and, make it work. And you go, whoa, whoa, wait, what? Exactly. And 90% <laughs> okay, of people are yeah. like, don't have any idea what he's talking about, but he doesn't care. Yeah, and his his wordplay and his lyricism, underrated. Oh, absolutely. Greatly, un- vastly underrated. I mean, yeah, he's not Common or Jay-Z. 
but he's right there. He's got some skills and this was, you know, and then when you hear touch the sky and heard him say, and you go, Whoa, whoa, whoa wait a minute. This is a different, this is a different type of hip hop artist. Like, yeah. He's taking, and he, this is him saying, you know what? Everybody's making, cause at the time it was, is this backpack rap? Is this the underground with like most Dev, Talib Kweli, like all these different, Lupe, Lupe yeah, Fiasco. Lupe Fiasco. And it's like, Oh, nobody want to hear all that backpack rap. And, he was the one still holding on and holding the line as snap rap came through. Mm-hmm. So he was still holding the line for, you know, hip hop to stay a cultural presence and a cultural, you know, like folk songs. Like that was what hip hop was supposed to be. It was supposed to tell the stories of the inner city and tell those things. At the same time, snap rap is coming along. And for those of you who don't know what snap rap is, all you have to do is little John. Soldier Boy and those type of artists and those songs and everybody's like, oh, but you know what? That's a different story. But ultimately, that's what that does for me. Yeah, man. I, what I re- think of instantly is hanging out, playing Madden with Les, usually beating him, and then dr- drinking, <laughs> hanging out, listening to that entire album, listening to Lupe Fiasco, listening to Common, oh, all those backpack rappers. Because at that time, it was my favorite style of hip hop, and it still is to this day. Mm-hmm. And going out. Having a blast. Yeah, we had a lot. We had oh, some good times. We had some good yeah. times. That's right. So that's what instantly I think of. And I love Kanye. And he's fantastic live if you don't get him on, if you get him on a good day. He's fantastic. He's not as crazy. If he took his meds, he's yeah, great. I mean, <laughs> he is so great. But there's other times where he's late. He thinks he's Axl Rose. He's late for three hours. And then he just talks about all kinds of different things instead of rapping and singing. Yeah. But we we got him. We got to see him on a at life another in life is beautiful Las Vegas, and yeah. it was at another level. Oh, he almost went there. He almost did. he started <laughs> saying something, and then we were like, "Oh no, really?" And then he's like, "But nah, y'all, I'm not gonna get in trouble." <laughs> yeah. we were like, "Ah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was great." Yeah. So for me, uh, brings me back to freshman year, freshman year of high when, school. Of high school, this album came out, and uh, at that time, I was into a lot of. What you drugs, guys, drugs. Well, that, that yes, tons. Yes, a lot tons. of drugs. Yeah. I was into what a lot of you guys were talking about as far as like Soldier Boy and stuff like that. Yeah, I, snap rapping, huh? I knew, I knew it was crap. I knew it wasn't <laughs> the greatest thing in the world, but it was fun to listen to. It was, dude. Yeah. Are you kidding? It was fun to listen the to. the best stuff at a bar or a club or something. But the second that I heard this album and that song and all the other songs on it, I knew that there was a difference. Yes, that's there right. There was a huge difference that's as right. far as like quality rap and it opened up my, my world into actual I guess, art, produ- yes, pro- art, art production art, yes exactly instead of just being kind of like a pop hit you know yeah. kind of just you know getting me to move and something i actually wanted to listen to and listen to multiple times so much so that that was my routine every day at first period i would start playing this the, the that album first thing to start my day oh that's cool every day that's really cool. the entire album all of it yeah so fantastic yeah if, since then kanye has been one of my one of my, you know, top uh, just artists and in general, just for music. Uh, so yeah, so that's that's a very good pick, Les. Very yeah, that's good, a really good one, Eric. Would you big Kanye guy at all? Would you get? Did you get into those albums? Oh no, I just picked a rival, didn't I? Why? I apologize. Oh, because of Taylor. <laughs> oh no, it, yeah. no, but I think they're cool with each other now. It's all good. Cool. Oh, that, that, that doesn't matter to me, man. But uh, no, I wasn't ever a huge fan. Just, I mean, just of, of hip hop in general, I wasn't uh, a big listener. I, I dig the music, but I was always busy consuming, you know, you know 
guitar driven. Yeah, that makes music. total sense. Yeah, of course. That makes total sense. That's a good one though. Great, great pick. Yeah. Great pick. It just instantly brought me somewhere. Where do they take you? Yeah. I like the syncopation of that keyboard part that you were talking about when it came in. Yeah, it's really cool. It's yeah, really- that just that just lets you know. I mean, for you as a musician, I, I understand where you're coming from, but for us, when I heard that, I'm like, oh no, this is a different <laughs> Yeah, this is different. This is this is a different Kanye. This is not you know, like each artist is supposed to evolve as their albums come out and he has done that. And this one was definitely just a knock the door down. Mm-hmm. Boom. This is what you guys are getting. Now you're getting the full level of my production abilities. Yeah. One thing for me, man, that has definitely changed over the course of years, especially to recently, is my interest in production and my respect for well-crafted pop tune versus mm-hmm. like heroic musicianship. You know what I mean? I It's kind of like whenever I realize that songwriting is way is more impressive to me than like the Beatles. They wrote a billion really good songs. That is incredibly impressive as opposed to (laughs) like the, the guitar player who can play a bazillion notes. Ah, of course. So, so now I'm like, man, production and songwriting to me are the, the coolest parts of music. I can imagine. And you appreciate it more now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Speaking of Beatles, this is a good segue real quick. That There's a movie coming out called Yesterday. And mm-hmm. if you haven't seen the trailer, it's fantastic. And I cannot wait to see it. Have you seen this thing, Eric? No, man. It is. You know what? Let's Can we find it and play it? I think you're going to love it, man. Sure. Let me. Uh... The premise is just awesome. I can't wait to see it. I think it's the guys that did Slumdog Millionaire. Here we go. Until a month ago, you were a complete failure. And then somehow you became the biggest star in the world. As if by magic. So what happened? Jeez. Yesterday. All my troubles seem so far away. Oh, I believe in yesterday. When did you write that? I didn't write it. Paul McCartney wrote it. The Beatles. Who? Oh, I heard about this. Yeah. The Beatles. No. Stop it. Yesterday. It's one of the greatest songs ever written. Well, it's not Coldplay. It's not Fix You. <laughs> when I find myself in times of trouble, Mother Mary comes. I'm just uh, listening to Jack's new song. Oh, yeah. What's this one called? Leave it be. Let it be. Well, rock on, Jack. Word has got out about a new pop phenomenon. Your music. It's incredible. We need you to come to L.A. I'm offering you money and fame. Hello, Mr. Sheeran. Love your work, man. Especially the rapping. Oh, really? No, I'm only kidding. No, leave it to the brothers. That'd be my advice. Hate you. You're leaving, so I can ask you anything. How did I get in the friend column instead of the and I love her column? Don't matter, we're a superstar. We could have been the perfect match, but now you're the world's greatest songwriter. I'm not. Except that you probably are. It is my honor now to open this door for the moment the entire world has been waiting for. Nah, wrong door. 
Is it just you writing the songs? Yes. Wait, is it? I, I don't know. I've been a fool twice over. Perhaps love isn't all you need, but it's pretty damn close. With the song, I do have a suggestion. Hey, dude. Hey, dude. Are you sure? Hey, dude. He's right. That's better. <laughs> do that, do that, do that. So there you oh, have dude. it. That's great, man. It's really that good. I knew really you were lucky. It's something that no one has ever thought of, but it's uh, super cool. And then they showed two people walking. There's two people that are claiming those are their songs. One's barefoot, so I'm yes. thinking that's John, right? Yeah, it's got to be Paul and John, right? It's just crazy, but how, I don't know how it's going to all work together. But I think it's Danny Boyle that did this, because Danny Boyle, didn't he do Slumdog? Well, let's uh, crack team that movie is on database. It. I think it's Danny Boyle. If, if, Dude, that looks fantastic. looks so good. So good. I can't wait to check that out and... It's coming out soon. I didn't see when it said. It just said summer. So I think it's coming. I've seen the commercials more and more. So mm-hmm. I think it's ramping up. So definitely check that out when it comes out. June 28th. Oh, there you go. June 28th. Dude, that is the day of the Throw the Horn CD release party. There you go. Yes, sir. Denny Boyle did direct Slumdog, Slumdog Millionaire. Yeah. Along with Yesterday. Very cool. It's going to be And 27 hours. Yo, he's, I he's mean, 127 hours. He's the shit. We have an email now from Nathaniel. Hey, guys. So I want to talk about spoilers, not specific spoilers, but the concept of spoilers. With the Endgame movie, it really brought the concept to the forefront. I feel like in this day and age of spoilers really divides the world between good and evil. On one hand, you have people who are working hard to not spoil things for other folks. But then there are folks who are intentionally spoiling things just to be a jerk. They want to watch the world burn. I know, you bastards. I have two children, 11 and 8, and both of them had major spoilers given to them in school within the first week of Endgame's release. My question to the group is, what is the worst thing that was spoiled for you? P.S. I hate when people say, spoiler alert, right after they say spoiler. It's not a spoiler alert unless you say it first. Just saying. Thanks, Nathaniel. Nathaniel, thank you. That is a great point, man. There was a guy I used to work with. His name is Carlos Correa. I'm going to shoot his name out there. You're calling him out like that? calling him out. Wow. Right before I saw Gladiator. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he he came out. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. He came to me and goes, it was one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. It was so good. It just sucked that he died at the end. (laughs) And he didn't even think that was a bad thing. And I was like, I'm going to kill you. Like, you better leave right now. I thought he was joking. He's like, yeah, I just I thought it was Carlos they, Correa. They shouldn't have killed him. I was like, fucking dick, you son of a bitch. Um, so that was mine. Dude, the biggest spoiler that anybody ever dealt to me was Empire Strikes Back. Oh. It wasn't even intended for me to hear it, but this woman, Diane Davis, the wife oh, of a person that worked with my dad, was telling my mom that they have gone to see Empire Strikes Back, and you're never going to believe who Luke Skywalker's father is. And I was like, I mean, I was a little kid, and I'm like, if it's Chewbacca, that's the only thing that could be bigger than what (laughs) I'm assuming you're getting at. That's funny. That's awful, man. Maybe maybe Diane, is her name Diane, you said? Yeah. Diane and Carlos are probably married right now. They're together. It's bastards. How about you, Les? Well, I'm usually the guy that does the spoiling. Oh, he's the worst. He used to be. He used to be the worst. <laughs> and and it, it was never intentional. 
Never, ever intentional. It still I comes out here and there. Intended to spoil, but I would always get the questions because everybody at work knew I was mm-hmm. a comic guy. Mm-hmm. So if someone goes, hey, we're watching Arrow and who's Slade? And I go, oh, that's Deathstroke. He's blah, 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 blah. And they go, shut up, dude. You're telling the whole thing. You're spoiling it. And I'm like, well, I'm just telling you what I know from the comics. I'm sorry. But uh, I did get angry and spoil something for everybody. And it was with Game of Thrones. Oh. And I... Happened to be that wedding. guy. And I took pleasure the in The red that. wedding. Yes, I did. Because people pissed me off. And I was like, you know what, guys? Get ready for the red wedding. And then I'd walk the fuck out. Dude. Yeah, Les had, Les, Les had a thing about acting like he read all the books, but he just read all the Wikipedias. That's what he did. So he. Like, I've actually read the books now. I've now read you have, the books, but then you so did. I'm good now. And then he knew about the red wedding, and he shot his load all over us about the red wedding. No, you guys you were being douchebags, and I lashed out with him back to the corner. And I had to do it the best way I knew how at the Awful. time. Awful. Which was to attack your love for a song of ice and fire. I don't. I don't have any really like spoiled moments because nothing as big as like you know Empire Strikes Back yeah, or Gladiator or something like that has ever happened moment. to me. Luckily, but I do have. It's not even really that, that bad of a moment, but I felt legitimately awful when it happened. Unless you might be able to help me out here in Arkham City. When when do you find out that? Oracle, because pretty much video game spoiler. Yes, video game spoiler. Everybody knew that Oracle was Gordon's Bat, daughter. Batgirl. Yeah, and the reason why she's Oracle is because she got shot in the Killing Joke. Yes, and now she's the yeah. girl in the chair now. Right. And I had known that, but I wasn't expecting it to happen in the game. Oh. So I'm playing the game, and a buddy of mine is. You know, we're we're both talking to each other through our headsets, and a buddy of mine he's playing the game also, but he's maybe like two days. You know, before or ahead of you. He's uh, two oh no, behind play. me. My bad, behind okay. me. And I'm like, oh shit, she's she's Oracle. Oh shit, Barbara's Oracle. He's like, oh. dude, I'm not there yet. Oh, that sucks. Like, he knew. He yeah, knew. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, you know he's he's a nerd like myself. But seeing it, be like, oh shit, that's awesome. Right. You know, see it. I was, I, I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I felt legitimately awful. You did. Like, you spoiled it for him. Yeah. I was like, I'm so sorry. I was like, oh, that hurts. I'm yeah, sorry. That does hurt. That yeah. definitely hurts. Yeah, man. I. The one that also hurt me, but I did it to myself, was finding out that Han died in episode seven. And I, I knew that it was coming, and that, Jason nobody's had ever that really information. Yeah. yeah, no one's ever gone, right? And, and you know, it's funny. Now but, that we do this, it's made us more aware. So we work with kids, and some kids get to go see movies before other kids. Yeah. And I find myself kids going, are little fuckers. Hey, shut up. Hey, whoa, whoa, quiet, quiet down. Nobody's well, seen. Yeah, that, nobody's seen the movie. And I'm like, but I did it. It was. And I'm like, you need to be quiet <laughs> right it, now. It is impossible if your kid goes to school to not get spoiled because yes. teaching those after school classes after Endgame came out, that's all they wanted to talk about is is uh, Stark dying. That's all they want to talk about. Yeah. If, spoiler. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If if you have children and you want to save them from shitty shitty people go with them send them on thursday night whatever it takes help them out help them out because yeah because that's an awful thing and it's so hard to figure out who and who hasn't seen it you yeah know, that kind of thing because i i luckily enough i was always the one who could see it on thursday so i was fucking friday i was tired as hell but i was like dude okay. we gotta fucking talk yeah, yeah. Okay, let so me just throw this help to you. help your kids out please it's yeah. not that easy because i there was a there's a couple of uh, kids that we work with that i'm f- familiar with and i said hey you guys aren't going to see avengers on opening weekend and the kid's like come on coach it's like 50 bucks for just me my dad and my sister yeah that's true and i'm like oh you're right dude and he's like that's and that's cheap. just to go to the movie that's not and cheap, he's yeah. like 
we can't afford it. And I'm like, ah, you're right. And I'm like, he's like, but I just got to make sure nobody spoils it for me. Cause Impossible. We're gonna see it. Impossible. Like, oh, well, at least they can go see, they can go see dark Phoenix for $4. Great email, buddy. Thank you. Hopefully nothing gets spoiled for you. Palpatine's in episode nine. No, I saw a, a <laughs> yeah. video on, I think spoiler it was on alert. Twitter <laughs> and some kid beat the heck out of another kid in high school for spoiling Endgame. Oh, that's fucked up. Like he just walked up to him and hit him with his backpack. And he's like, I was going to see it today with my mother. <laughs> Damn you! <laughs> with like, with uh, my mother! Uh, he like smacked He's like, you spoiled it! <laughs> you fucking spoiled you fucker! Fuck I would have killed somebody if somebody told me the Vader Vader one, but I was only a little We're lad. We're gonna so. see it today! So you're in detention, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I I I get the anger and I get I get the lashing out. I don't yeah, because you you fucked up your chances. But I I understand if somebody is spoiled like that for me, like right now, I'd be pretty fucking pissed. Right, I'd be angry. But this wasn't a thing ages ago. You know, it wasn't a thing. Five, you know, ten, fifteen people are pricks now. For it it some just reason. wasn't that big of a deal. Like in some cases, you go, oh come on, really? You said that? I mean, it, people weren't. Just the fact that we have the access and people can find ways to get mm-hmm. to it, it just makes it, like you said, it turns into, you know, you basically get really good people or you get some real evil people out there. That And you are legitimately evil people. Like, you know, you, you'll walk into a movie theater and you see people online and you're going to, you you have the showing and before them, some people walk out talking about the movie mm-hmm. and like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, that's awful. Are you fucking serious? You see the people, they're here, you know, there's assholes on social media and there's assholes behind a keyboard and all that fun shit but these you see these people they just paid their money yeah and well, you're gonna... some people that drive by in line and say oh fuck you should be shot they did that with the harry potter um, whenever i saw the when i saw the force awakens i had to go to like the third showing of the day so it's like one in the morning something like that and they told the people coming out they're like don't say anything to these people standing in line oh that's, see, that's the good warning. employees were there I'm that's like, a really good, good on you man you know, that, that has happened. I've seen it. I've been in movie theaters where somebody, like the manager, whoever, walk in the theater, you know, thank you for being here. Enjoy your time. Please. Please. When you walk out, there's other people outside. Give, They're getting ready to come in. Yeah, Please don't say anything. Don't say anything. Give them respect and, you know, in, enjoy your movie. Talk about it when you're outside of the theater. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's that's good. When we saw Endgame, do you remember the employees, when we were walking out, had their, they oh, their that's right, they had earplugs They had earplugs. They had yeah. their fingers in their ears, and they were just shaking their heads, yes. like, don't talk about it. Those were the employees waiting to clean the theater. That's right. Yeah, I that felt fun. really bad for them. That's right. I never thought yeah. about them. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah, it's hard being also friends with guys on the network, like Jason, and him knowing certain things, and then... Do I want to know? And he always, luckily, he's such a great guy. He always goes, hey, I have info. Do you want to know? Yes. Yes. I want to know. I want to know. Absolutely. In a surprising twist, I went from not wanting to be spoiled at all for episode nine to, like, (laughs) just tell me everything. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's the hard hard part because you're just like, fuck, I want to know right now. I want to know now. Exactly. Exactly. Well, we're going to end this episode with an On the Throne with King Tom. And uh, let's see what King Tom has to say about the X-Men. I have a feeling it's not going to be about the movies. Let's do On the Throne with King Tom. King, I'm king, I'm king. Gentlemen, the king. Hey there, Sith listeners and Sith listeners. I wanted to talk about the X-Men this week, but not about Dark Phoenix. I feel like without having seen it, I'm 
said everything I have to say about that movie, <laughs> but rather the comic book X-Men. So I guess this is for less and everyone else can just listen and I hope be entertained. Anyway, a few months ago, Marvel announced that this summer, Jonathan Hickman, an acclaimed comics writer, will be taking over basically everything X-related. They are going to cancel all of the ongoing series, and then there's going to be two, I think, six-issue limited series, House of X and then Powers of X, which Hickman is writing. And then after that, they're going to launch a new line of X-books, which I'm guessing he is overseeing, and... They're going to be moving the X-Men on from there, Um, which to me, I wanted to get Les's take on this. I think maybe it's a good idea because the X-Men are probably Marvel's most famous comics team, Um, you know, just based on comics alone, not movies or anything else, but as a team. And they've grown so much. And and I have to say, as an X-Fan in the last 15, 20 years, they've gotten a bit unwieldy and it's kind of one of those burdens of a success where you have so many x people so many x teams so many x books that you don't know who's doing what the one drawback is it feels like marvel every year has had uh we're gonna reboot everything x-men related and start all over again and so i guess i wanted to ask Les, do you think that you know in a year from now i'll be sending in another voicemail to you guys and saying hey they're bringing chris claremont back who's going to restart the whole x franchise Mm. what do you think about that or do you think that this one will stick i know hickman has had some success before and i feel like they do need to do something with the x-men to rein them in um right now they they've been telling some pretty decent stories x-men read by tom taylor is one of the best x books i've ever read that was that was a limited series last year. Uh, they're doing some interesting stuff with the Age of X-Men right now, kind of mimicking the Age of Apocalypse storyline from 25 years ago. But I don't. I think really refocusing the books. And, and Hickman gave an interview where he said he wants to keep the um, you know, the family aspect of the X-Men, the the allegories and metaphors uh, for being different, which I think speaks to a lot of comic books fans. But I just want to get your take on it. Anyway, thanks for listening, and I will talk with you later. Thanks, King Tom. I'm going to take this question, Les. You go sit back in the corner. Okay, go right ahead, man. Please. Just kidding. Go ahead. Go Jeez, ahead. man. Uh, I don't know where to start. I I, I think X-Men. Is yeah, the X, X marks the spot to start on. Oh, uh, nice. X going to give it to you. Oh, okay. even better. All right. No. Even better. Stop it. Uh, man, you know, he has a point. They do get unwieldy. It, it starts to grow. It's like this, you know, you start. It's uh, what is it, Sorcerer's Apprentice? Mm-hmm. And Mickey makes, you know, the, the broom start, and all of a sudden there's 10, and then there's 20, and now there's 100, and it's overflowing. And all of a sudden he's got a disaster on his hands, and how does he fix it? And here comes the wizard to take over and, you know, bring everything down and calm it back down. Uh, metaphorically speaking, that would be the best way I can put it for people. Uh, it's not a bad thing. I think it's it would probably be okay to trim the fat and do things, uh, bring all the teams back in because it gets tough to go, okay, I'm going to read X-Men blue or X-Men red, X-Men black, uh, age of X. I mean, age of X-Men. Um, what else is there? There's uncanny X-Men. There's X-Men. There is old man. Logan. There's old man. uh, Just goes on and on and on. And there's all these different, and not only that, you get new villains, you get new, uh, new mutants, you get new powers, you get new everything. Uh, 
even Rob Liefeld threw out Major X, which is this dude with the helmet on that has an X over his helmet. And he's fighting Deadpool and Wolverine and Sabretooth and all the X-Men. And he's running around with Colossus and them. It's just too much at some point and you start going okay well what how do we fix this so the problem is is that's what happens all of a sudden you start building it up again because the idea is that mutants are a race and they're going to populate the world so they can number in the millions sure the billions just like all the various cultures they're supposed to represent Mm -hmm. and you know you're always adding new people you're always adding new uh cultures subcultures and all that kind of stuff so i think we'll be back in a year hmm. in all honesty king tom i think we'll be back in a year uh i think they, i think at some point these guys get sick of uh, rehashing the same idea and that's why you see all these new characters it, and yeah new and, and and that's the thing and they're, so they're human, it's human nature or or like you said they'll go ahead and reboot something and just rerun it again so age of x-man there was age of apocalypse where apocalypse ran you know ran the world and it was a different type of world. Uh, Age of X-Men, it's Nate Gray, who is supposed to be Cable, running the world, and is is a, a different version of Cable. Sorry, everyone. Uh, he's, you know, running the world, and it's like, okay, this is his image, the world in his image. It happens in all the books. There's four different Batman books. I think five different Batman books. Uh, there's, you know, three or four different Superman books, and you're always getting something different, and that's how you always get those arguments and well actually the flash did this and you go well that was in that book and we yeah, don't that, really and that's my biggest it. gripe and, and, you on know, comics is yeah. just, just and, sensory overload like yes, information overload it, it is and i mean but you know there, there there's the medium is a big medium and you have to give people job you know you want to keep people working and sometimes some really good source uh, stories and source material come out of this so, I mean, that's why the Avengers have done so well. Mm-hmm. The, the MCU has done so well because they take little pieces of all the different ones. Right. So when you get Age of Ultron, you're not getting the actual Age of Ultron. Because in that book, he destroys the Vision. Yeah. Like, just so you guys know, he, like, obliterates him and turns him in. He powers the world through the Vision's dead carcass. Like, yeah. it's crazy what he does to the guy. But, you know... It takes snippets out of all these different it stories. It takes snippets out of all these different ones featuring Ultron, and then it gives you this. And you go, ah, there we go. And uh, there's a nod to it, because at the end of that movie, the Vision and Ultron end up going at it. Like, they end up... Mm-hmm. In Age of Ultron, right. they end up confronting each other, and you go, okay, they're... For those of us that know, they don't like each other. So, as far as the X-Men go, I think it's also perfect timing with the merger and with this Dark Phoenix pile of fire or whatever it's going to be coming out debacle just just get it all get it all under control let's get it back to where we need to go and what i'm looking forward to is them just giving me x-men blue x-men gold and just two really good teams and maybe having a rotating cast come back in okay and then within a year if they switch it and say okay we have so many awesome characters we want to start doing other things it is what it is thank you king tom i think that's it guys i think we uh can wrap it up here we are going to be talking about some fear of the dead or walking dead or fear of the walking dead or whatever it is, be- only because mm-hmm. it's supposed to tie in a lot of things yes. that's going to be happening in Walking Dead and the Rick Grimes movie. Yes. So we're going to start, I'm going to start catching up on that and trying to finish it off. Have you finished off Walking Dead last season? Uh, yeah, uh, fear? No. I no, not fear, regular. Yeah. 
Yeah, didn't we? You didn't. I did I not. I oh, Raj and I did. Yeah, yeah. I did all the oh, you I did need not. to. It was. Uh, it it was a good season. Okay, and it was a very very good mm-hmm. season finale. Before well, the episode before the season finale. Yeah, the season uh, finale Game, was Game of Thrones style. Yeah. Yes. 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 Much, yeah. Old school feel of Walking Dead okay. style. Okay. So we'll start getting into that too. But um, I think that wraps up this episode, uh, Mister Struthers. Where can people listen to you and find you? on the Twitterverse and on the social media. Well, you can find me on all social media platforms at Eric Strothers. Uh, it's my, um, it's a brand, man. You got to maintain it, but check out this week's <laughs> the bad motivators where King Tom himself joins us. And we talk about several star Wars related things. The title of the episode is probably one of my personal favorites. It is Qui-Gon's bygones and morons wow that sounds great you just have to guess which which person on the show is which one (laughs) anyway yeah it was a great one man so definitely check it out king tom when you hear just the insight and the thought that he puts into things it's really something to do a show with him you've heard him on here take a listen to it on there where he's for sure the smartest one he is um he's the king that's why he's the king it's amazing. Weren't you also re- – didn't you also get to record with two lovely ladies recently? I did, man. I was on the Canto White Dispatch a, f- a couple weeks ago, and you know they have a segment on there they like to do that um, I understand you had some help in posing the, the theoreticals for. Who? Yeah. Me? And no. Yes, you. And just so that everybody knows, I chose to kill Araj. Yeah, I called that one out. Wow. They did fuck Mary Kill. They did an FMK for the Sith list. Yeah, no, that was Araj's idea. I what? Who? Why did you Me? give them that damn idea? No, what? Now, how did that go for everybody? Jeez. Well, you're gonna have to listen you to Canto Dispatch. Oh, is that how it's gonna be? Yeah. Plug in their show. So please listen to Canto by Dispatch, where Eric Struthers decides to kill me, and then you can hear who he gets to fuck and who he gets to marry. I can guess. Spoiler. Alert. Do they all do? Spoiler that? alert. That's right. Yeah. No, they all do it. No, no, they. Yeah, no, they didn't do. No, they didn't. Yeah, no, they didn't do it on us. Struthers did it. They had Struthers do it. Yes. Yeah, but I didn't ask them to do us. No, but they they did did give their answers. Yeah. Oh shit! Really? Yeah. (laughs) Just on you guys. They didn't. They didn't do my other one. My other one was the impossible of impossibles. It was not fair. Struthers, Struthers, and Struthers. No. (laughs) (laughs) No. 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 It was. It was hard. It was Taylor Swift. Aaron Kellyman and Daisy Ridley. Oh yes, I helped out with that one too. I had a little. That one was there. really hard. Say I'm yes. sure you were too. <laughs> Carlos Buarguayo, where can people find you? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at the Sith List Boo. <laughs> I'm looking at Eric's face. <laughs> oh, this has been a crazy episode. Mister Crunch Crunch is a spoiler alert. Where can people find you? Spoiler alert! You can find me on the Twitter. The Twitter at Less Is More seventy eight. You can find me and on Twitter at the Syphilis. And please catch us next week on episode number one forty nine of the Sith List. And our name is G.